Now if I had the courage, I'd pour into your jaw All the things that I have heard you whisper in the dark And when that jaw was heavy Hello and welcome to Indie Bandwidth, an alternative music podcast Actually, it's a father-son podcast I'm the father And I'm not Alright, this week I'm super excited about We're heading back deep into pavement territory Yes, this is our fifth episode That if you're here Thank you for not leaving. That's right. Or thank you for just joining us if for some yeah. reason you found us you, on this episode. And, and you're starting here. I don't know why you'd start here. Well, why not? It's going to be a pretty good one, I hope. Right. I mean, it's a little presumptuous to say that, I guess, but... We haven't technically started yet. Uh, yeah, sounds like you're choking on your own tongue there. That's a great... We're off to a, we're off to a fantastic start. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right, Parker, I want you to tell us what it is that we're going to be covering this week. Today we're... Um, doing Watery Domestic, it's one of the first uh, major EPs by Pavement. So for all the Pavement fans, which is most of our which is most of our listener base, I would say, here you go. I'm so excited to do this. The, so we're going to do Watery Domestic plus the Watery Sessions. Yes, yeah, so that's are... so that's going to be Sumi Jack, So Stark, Your Skyscraper, and Greenlander. That's right. We're adding those on um, because they were uh, recorded apparently during the same uh, time period, maybe during the same sessions. They just didn't make it onto Watery Domestic. Yeah, and they're great songs. They're great songs. And they've always, in my mind, and I don't know why, because they weren't included on Watery Domestic and they were only published in kind of far-flung places, but they've always been um, enshrined as part of Watery Domestic to me. I was actually surprised going back and looking at Watery Domestic and realizing, oh, wait, Sumi Jack and So Stark, She's a Skyscraper are not on there? That's crazy. So, anyway. And another reason we're doing those three songs is because four songs isn't quite enough for an episode. <laughs> so this is going to help out, pad out the episode and get it to a more reasonable length for how we've been doing sure, it. Sure, sure. Although, to be fair... I really, really like those songs, so I, I wouldn't want them to just um, languish away on the Lux and Redux edition of, um, of Slanted, Slanted and Enchanted, Enchanted right. which is one of the places you can find them if you don't have the original EP or can't find it. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. So um, should we talk a little bit about the history of this one? So th- this was the EP that they released after, after they did Slanted and Enchanted, but before Crooked Rain, right? So this is right in that sweet spot. And what's else is different about this is that it's the first uh, bit of first batch of songs where they brought in um, Bob Nastanovich and right. Mark Eibold, right? Gary Young was still the drummer on this one, so they hadn't brought in Steve West yet. Uh, but this, these are the first songs that, or that were recorded, I believe, that we get to hear um, the rest of the uh, mythical pavement lineup, so to speak. Yeah, which is great because... I love the rest of the of the band. I know, right? So it's really, I, I really like kind of really trying to listen for this and hear how the addition of the of of those members of the band have sort of to evolve have started to evolve the sound from Slanted and Enchanted. But but still on this before we you get to Crooked Rain, you still hear some of that early stuff, especially like you still have Gary Young as the drummer. Yeah, his, his drumming is is 
pretty different from Steve West. That's right. And there's something to me, and I'll, we'll probably talk about this. I'll talk about this more as we go into the songs. There's something so specific about this EP. And to me, uh, so specific about the feeling of being the age that these guys were, which I think was like late teens, early 20s, and living in a small town. This is a this is an album, this is an EP really of the moment, which really speaks to me because I grew up during that time and I was similar age to these guys. And I'll be interested to hear as we kind of talk about the songs how they hit you because that's something that you have not experienced at all, right? I mean, we do kind of live in a small town, but not a town like these guys lived in. Your mom grew up in a small town. She grew up in Sacramento, same, same as these guys, although it was Stockton, which was close to, to where they were. So she would probably respond to some of what's being talked about and sung about in these songs as well. Um, it's just the feeling of this EP. I just love it. And something is, it, it, if, you're, if you're looking for, like, four songs to sum up, if, if someone's trying to ask you, what's pavement? Four songs that will, in my opinion, pretty completely sum up what pavement is, is water domestic. It's just as... It, it, it is so perfect of an EP for them to make. It, it, just, it just has everything they have to offer, in my opinion. It, it's here. That is so true. I, I mean, to get a bit pedantic about it, I'd say this is like, this is the platonic ideal of a pavement record. Right. The pavement almost never got more pavementy, in my imagination anyway, than this. I think Malcolmus even said something like he felt like this was the most succinct statement by pavement that it ever made that it you know it doesn't yeah as you said really well it almost doesn't get more pavementy than these four songs and i i would stretch it out to include the other three songs but mostly these core four songs especially the core four because the the other three go a little bit off into some of the earlier stuff and later it's true it's but true those core four songs really just like hold so much of their of the energy they had early on and it's just it's gr- great stuff. It, it's for some of the most like quality. It's so much quality packed into a small package. That's right. That's right. And there's also something about this that I won't, they didn't lose on Crooked Rain because right, Crooked Rain is an evolution in a way that's brilliant and beautiful. And I can't wait to cover that album. And congratulations on the 25th anniversary of that, by the way. Right. Um, but yeah. the production on this one is still lo-fi, in my opinion. It's still that sort of almost in your basement with your friends, putting together music that's just coming from an entirely different plane of, of sort of musical reality uh, in a way that, um, you know, Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain is just really, really tightly well-produced and benefits from it. But this benefits from allowing a lot of that fuzz and a lot of that sort of sloppiness that doesn't detract but adds to the brilliance of it, in my in my opinion. And you'll hear some of that fuzz for sure in just a second. That's right. Once we get started. Um, I'm trying to think of what other history we should say about it. This was 92. I think we already mentioned yeah, that. I don't think we did, actually. Okay, so this was 1992. Um, yeah, we did. I don't know. I, don't I, think I'm, uh, I had already, for myself, in terms of history, I was already a Pavement fan when this came out, so I picked this up when it first came out. I didn't find this after the fact. Uh, and I do remember being blown away by these songs, for sure. I thought that they were some of the best and most beautiful stuff that I was hearing at, around that time. And still, to this day, they live in me, um, these songs do. And this is not actually an out. Al- you know, 
It didn't get a huge, great critical reception. I think there are some people, some fans who may even sort of write it off. I I can't imagine being a Pavement fan and writing this album off. That yeah. So, Alton, I feel free, Pavement fans of that listen to our podcast. Let us know your opinions on this album on CP. Yeah, please tweet it at us or wherever you want to communicate. Yeah, I'd love to know where this one falls in your mind um, uh, in terms of the rest of their output, right? To me, it almost just lives in a completely separate realm. The fact that it's an EP um, and it sort of sits in between, uh, you know, the the two phases of the band, it, it almost sometimes can get lost in the cracks. But to me, this is a bright, shining crack that shows the genius, uh, bright, shining light that really comes from the mixture of all of the members of Pavement, from Malkmus's lyrics to Malkmus and Camberg's amazing guitar playing to uh, when you first get to hear Eibold uh, add in his bass sound, and then you've got Nastanovich in there as well, adding his energy in. Doing Nastanovich's thing. Nastanovich's thing. Although I'd really, I, I want to reach out to him. He's on Twitter. I want to reach out and find out on these early albums, what was he doing on those albums, right? Because yeah. I know he was a... In, uh, you know, an, an intimately influential part of the band and important, but I don't know what he was doing on these tracks, right? And I'd like to know that. So maybe we can get that info from him. Maybe we can even have him on the show sometime. We'll see. Uh, in any event, um, what do you think? Should we, we've already been blabbing for about nine minutes. Should we dive in and actually listen to a song? Has, has a, oh yeah, it had, it's been nine minutes. It's hard to believe how much Pretty we can insane. just talk, right? Um, yeah, so let's, let's get started. So uh, our first song, we'll play you a clip of is Texas Never Whispers. All right. So, so here you go. Here you go. Enjoy it just like we do. song starts off with that really great bit of um, guitar fuzz. Some of the most fuzzed out guitar I can remember hearing in a song. That's right. It, it to me, almost is like a throwback to those early EPs that end up on, like, Slay Tracks and uh, Demolition Plot that end up on the Westing by Musket and Sextant. See if I said it right that time. Yes, you did. Um, but it really reminds me of a throwback to that era of Pavement. But then, of course, goes into a song that wouldn't you'd never find on that album, and I guess you could find it home on Crooked, on, on Slanted and Enchanted, rather. Um, but 
I think this song is, well, what am I going to say, right? Didn't we have a prohibition that I can't just say that I really love these songs? Yes, so we decided um, to announce, so we get five five, um, greats per episode. So I think I probably used one. Um, yes, we get we get five greats, and if we go past that, we don't have a punishment. That's right. We'll um, have to figure it out. But in any event, so we all know what I would say about this song, Parker, and we all know that I can just keep talking and talking like an idiot. So let me hear what you have to say about Texas Never Whispers. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, hmm. I got to think. I mean, I can blabber on if you want for a while while you think, and you can just hit me in the head when you want me to shut up. How's that sound? Okay. All right. So... Uh, again, a fantastic start to this this EP. Fantastics uh, count. Well, no, I, it's a little bit, you know, I'm getting a little bit thesaurus here. Dang. The lyrics on this one, while I think on some of the other songs, I'm going to have more to say, maybe, we'll see, about the actual lyrical content. They, they're, for the rest of the albums on the song, they're, they're, for some of the albums, for, dang it, for some of the songs, you can actually discern meaning, which is different. That's right. This one's a little bit more of the uh, inscrutable Malkmus style, I think. Even though right. I, I still think there uh, clearly there's some lines in here that just uh, always stick with me. I really love, and this is a little bit trite, but I really love the long, the line, "Don't hold your breath too long. This tunnel is a Texas mile," uh, because I feel like that's. Uh, something that we do as a family, you know that. I know that's really right. stupid, the, but the, when you go through a tunnel, you hold your breath. You hold your breath. And uh, as uh, we discussed before the show, apparently a Texas mile is a mile, but it's not because it's longer. That's right. That's right. Um, I just the the song feels sort of melancholy to me, um, and I think sets that tone for the rest of the album. Even though not all the songs are melancholy, there's a air of that over it, all of it these. It has songs. sort of a, a feeling of like home and where you came from and that and that sort of element right almost like a i want to say a bitter nostalgia it's a nostalgia that's not bad but there's a little tinge of bitterness through it um which i just think is is genius is genius and what is it the song goes through don't laugh at me i know i'm some what am i gotta say some nice things this song goes through about two minutes 20 of that yeah of, two of, minutes 20 of a somewhat more traditional song structure that's song song structure that's including the fuzzed out guitar at the beginning and then that fades out and it's almost got a coda like a little ending that's different than the beginning yes, part it's a different uh timing different riff yeah and, and that happens for about 40 seconds and then it fades and very clean you know sometimes pavement songs will sort of fall apart at the end but this one doesn't this one has a nice clean not really exit yeah, yeah which i really appreciate um and again i think uh it's really gr- sets the tone it's for a the rest great of the album. start really jarring to start because of the um the guitar right at the beginning yeah yeah but which, which is always sort of like a a thing that if I ever played this song for everyone, I for anyone, I ever get, I always get a little bit nervous at the beginning. It's like, this isn't the whole song. This is <laughs> right. just, this is just this part. That's right. That's right. But you know, then it goes into the rest of the song, which I'm not gonna say it's straightforward because that's another word I use too much. It's really pleasing. So this is a pleasing song. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a good, um, a lot of quality. Yeah, it's just a great kind of good foundational rock tune. Um, it, it has a lot of that sort of going into keys and then settling and result resolving um some of the 
the offset chords. Yeah. Which which is something that Pavement doesn't always do, but when it does, it's very refreshing. That's right. And I just think Malcolm's voice on this is fantastic. You know, he's really, really showing us what a great singer, what a great frontman he can be for this band. What an interesting singer. That's right. I think I'm ready to move on to the next track. What do you think? Uh, yeah, me too. Let's do it. Yeah? You next, ready? The next song, the title is Frontwards. Looking forward. That's not part of it. Just Frontwards. Here you go. Caught off a little off guard. Um, you mind going to the? the you mind uh, going to the lyrics? Oh sure. Let me pull them up. Yeah. So th- this is a. Ah, uh, uh, now I'm having a little trouble seeing how the guitar. Oh right. So the song starts up and then it has this, this great just rock and melody with the guitar. Yeah, yeah. That goes on for like a few seconds before, and that and that's really like. Uh, high energy and then it tones down to start with the lyrics right and it starts with a line that's you know you were you, you were telling me something yeah about so that. the line feels and this is with a couple lines of the song and this is something that i kind of love is that they, they feel like the kind of lines that would be like lazily written when you're just trying to rhyme something right. and have something sort of make sense so the, the opening line is i'm the only one searching for you and if i get get caught then the search is through. that's typically what happens if you get caught when you're doing a search, you're not supposed to. <laughs> so it feels like sort of like a, just a sort of a straightforward line, but then that's paired with like the weirdness of the guitar that's happening and what you just heard, which was like a, gr- a great guitar riff. And so that like balances out. And then it goes into the lyrics that are really weird and creative that you wouldn't hear anywhere else. That's right. And these, la- these lyrics really give me the, the feeling of the sort of, emptiness of living in um, the sort of middle-class suburban lifestyle, right? This, like, I hear the natives fussing at the data chart, be quiet, the weather's on the night news, just this feeling of being a middle manager stuck at home in a in a place full of empty homes and plastic cones. It's, Which is one of, another one of the lyrics of the song. Right. And then you said you really liked sort of the quote-unquote chorus. I love the chorus. This is a, 
you know, I've heard many, many people when referring to Malcolmus, you know, throw off the line in an interview or something or, or a review or something talking about how he has so much style that it's wasting. This is a line that's followed him throughout uh, his career when people are talking about um, Malcolmus and pavement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that line, well, I've got style, miles and miles, so much style that it's wasting. It's just this sort of sarcastic and yet sincere at the same time, <laughs> you know, talking about being stuck in a town that feels too small for what you want to do. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then it, it and then another line that reflects sort of my feelings on the opening is Paris is stale and it's war if we fail. That feels like another sort of like lazily rhyming kind of thing, but but it but it makes so much sense with the with the lines around it that are just so creative. Yeah. And with and with the guitar behind it that it just balances it out and doesn't make it feel lazy at all yeah this song has got some really great guitar playing yeah i don't know whether the guitar just emphasizes how great this song is that's right it would be nothing and and the lyrics too the lyrics are so they're so good darn it we're saying great a lot i think we used up our five we can't can't use any more probably have to punish ourselves somehow because i have a feeling i'm going to go over my limit again in this episode um so there's I mean I, I want to just read out all the lyrics of this song but I'm not going to but one of the ones that sticks with me the most because I think the imagery in this is just so crazy brilliant uh, their souls are crumbling like a dirt clod which and, and I know you want to say something else about how this wraps into the next line but that is such an evocative image everyone knows what it feels like to grab a dirt clod and crumble it up in your hands and to Put that, yeah. you know, in conjunction with a soul. It just viscerally makes me understand immediately what he's trying to say about that. You were telling me about how this was something that Malquis does a lot about wrapping into the next line, right? On that, on that line. Uh, what? I, yeah, something I really like with the lyrics is that that's the end of the sentence, but the way he um, enunciates it's like a dirt clod hold, and that's and that's the and then. Hold, pause, and then the next, and then the line that follows hold. That's right. And Would, so it, 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 even though there's an, a period between that, he pauses before, he pauses before and after two words in different sentences, which is something that isn't repeated too much in the rest of the song, but I just really liked that. I thought that was really interesting and just added so much to the, the, uh, um, what's it? What's the word? Like, Cadence. Cadence. That's the word I was thinking of. I I heard the word, like, C-A. heard that sound, but I couldn't finish the word. (laughs) Cadence. It adds so much to the cadence of the song. Absolutely. And, yeah, the the lyrics in this song are just incredible. And the way that it ends with this pattern's torn and we're weaving, this pattern's torn and we're weaving in it is, I don't know, it caps off this feeling of this being a seminal song about that feeling of growing up in a in a small town that's just stifling your soul right that's that's full of middle managers and ending lives in a way or at least that feeling you get that lives are are stale and ending when you're young and you want something more and you're and you're looking up and out um this is just the the anthem for that the the guitar in the song is brilliant there's so many there's so many dad I'm gonna keep there's, saying it. There's it's so many I'm done. Uh, riffs and melodies that that uh, that are the breaks between the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, I, I I would be interested to try to find out 
which of these lines is like a Malkmus guitar line and which is a Camberg guitar line. Not right. that it matters, but it'd be interesting to know like where, who's playing what on these albums. Um, but together, because it's, again, like all their songs, there's these great layered guitars that are going on. There's these, you know, different guitar sounds that are going on. Do you have any too much more to say about it? I don't. Just a beautiful song. Right. So uh, that, that was our uh, section on Frontwards. Next up, we have the song Lions Linden. Here's your clip. That was a clip of Feedem. Well, I said Lions, Lin- Lions, Linden before, but it, it could also be called Feedem to the Linden Lions or Feedem to the Lions, Linden. Right. Your choice. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to talk a briefly, not episode, song. I'm not great with words. I want to briefly talk about um, something we forgot to mention about front words, which is at the end, there's a little like not xylophone it's almost it's a probably almost. like on a keyboard really right, but, but but that sort of sound boop 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 yeah it's like a, a little ditty and it sounds it, it sounds like something on a children's album to me like it reminds yes. me of like what you'd hear on a children's album to be like please turn the album over which would make sense because it's the second half of the ep right so it's almost like a this half is over <laughs> okay well now let's uh, go into uh, Feed into the Linden Lines, which yes. is what I'm going to decide to call it because that makes the most sense based on the lyrical content. I agree. This is kind of a, st- it's not a story song, but it, it tells almost a clear story. It, this song is very direct about its meaning. It's it's about the, the small town of Linden. Linden and Stockholm. Stockton. Stockton. Shoot. <laughs> we have Stockholm syndrome, syndrome for Stockton. Dang um, it. I well, you've never, you don't know Stockton. How would you? Well, we just discussed it. And I just <laughs> got the words mixed up in my brain. Listen, if you're going to make any slip, slip, mistaking Stockholm for Stockton is about as good as it gets. Okay. So I'm happy with so, that. It's, so it's, it's about, for the first two verses, it's mainly about the effect football teams have on small towns. Right, yeah. Like how, and you know, to a degree, I can really relate to this because when I grew up, where I grew up, football was super important, as we know it is for tons of small towns in America. It's what everything revolves around. The, f- the opening lines are every building, same height, every street, a straight line. Which just paints the yeah, perfect picture of. It's just of like a, a super small. communities. Yeah, small Ugh. urban, suburban town. It makes me feel claustrophobic already. Just and the then, beginning. The third line, which it just shows you how much, how important this is to the town, is team colors yellow and blue. That's right. I believe that's talking about the Linden Lions, probably. Yes, correct. And um, 
and then it just talk and then more in the first verse just talks about how you won't forget our colors blue no you won't forget it it's that's a, right it, it's just talking about like how that that's what drives the town that's what's important to that's them. right and musically in this you notice something really neat um that they uh, it, it's got a really strong bass line, first of all, this one. The bass line, I think, is really out front, which is great. There's, we've, we've really got Eyebold putting his mark on this. Then there's that guitar riff where it sounds like we noticed in the mixing. Yeah, so in the mixing, f- during the line, cheerlead single file, perfect smiles, unaffected. Um, it, I'm pretty sure this is how they did it. They, they just took the volume for the guitar and the, and the uh, vocals, not the drums or anything, and then they just moved the, vo- the volume slider up and down during that part. Right. That's what it sounds like. Right. You know, I've worked with some mixing, and I'm I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it. What's it sounds going like it to there. me too. Yeah. And I, you know, I have to say, the more I listen to this album, I get I, honestly really nostalgic for this era of pavement because there's something about the guitar lines and and the way the production is. It's really messy. But not messy in a way to me that is uh, that detracts from the music. Right, it, not like a, like not like a bad messy, just like no, a, a it, character messy. It, it lets in, it lets something in. It lets in an energy that I that think it, I think it lets more emotion because it's less it's less structured. They're more just putting their musicianship and, and their energy into it, and it's it's not quite just following the sheet music. No, and you could tell, I, I mean, I think I can tell, and from what I can remember of interviews and stuff, often these things were two or three takes, if that. And so it was just a matter of putting it all out there and leaving it, not trying to make things perfect, not going back and recording over to get it perfect. I don't know perfect. that I can think of a single perf- perfect payment song, maybe on like... But it's that imperfection. Twilight it's that imperfection but... that makes them... That makes them perfect to me, right? Makes them yeah. these perfect sounds forever. It just, it just, it has such a personal energy. I think that's right. one of the reasons I love Pavement so much. Yeah, me too. And this song is deeply personal, clearly, and a really great eulogy to, as is as is said by some other folks, it's a great eulogy to small town America. And so, and then to go into the second verse, twenty miles westward, home of the Redbirds, the Redbirds. Are um the, are the football team of Stockton? Yep, and um and Stockton's the town where uh, Malcolm's grew up. That's right, exactly. So that that's and it's and yeah, and so it's talking about how you know the football teams are always contesting each other. It's always the the sort of the battle of the small towns. And then the next lyric lyric is open up your purses for the boys who reimburse us. With on a the, goal line stand. Yeah, with the goal line stand on fourth and two. And that sh- shows like sort of the lyric of like, people know where the goal lines are. People know where the football field is. That's like the important, one of the landmarks of the town. On the uh, lyric site we're on right now, uh, Genius, um, it says, for the boys to reimburse us. Uh, I and you are pretty sure that that's wrong. I think it's, yeah. I, I always hear for the boys who reimburse us and... That makes more sense to me. I'm going to stick to it, even if I'm wrong. That's right. I, I would agree with you. Um, and then the last the last stanza of this is really great, and I think really just is a metaphor about uh, everything drying up and blowing away, and how this is a town that is going to just completely disappear as everyone sort of moves away. The, the last line is, and the fields will turn to yellow too. Now the fields will turn. And I think that's talking about, you know, it's a very agricultural area. And, you know, eventually the fields are just going to dry up. Yeah, and, you know, everyone, and everyone's going to move away. 
It, it, it can't last forever. It can't last forever. Again, a really sad song. Not sad sounding, but a really melancholy, kind of bitterly nostalgic song. I, I, I don't even really feel like... I feel like it's more... This is my perception of it. I feel like it's more sort of... More bitter than, like... Sure, yeah, yeah. bitter nostalgia, because it, it feels like it's sort of just saying, like, you know... Screw small towns. <laughs> kind of. No, you're like, right. Like a little bit. Like it's you're just right. like, what's the point of them? They don't have much of a purpose. Yeah. It. It. I don't. I don't feel a lot of this nostalgia. I feel like a little bit of like bitterness towards like I'm done with that. Yeah. I, I've had enough with just the small town football. It seems pointless. That kind of thing. Well, boy, I. Which re- that might be me like putting my own perception <laughs> because that's kind of how I feel about that kind of sports thing. And, well, but, uh, we're the same on that front. I am. Uh, I absolutely hated football in my town, and uh, I felt the same way. It was super important in my town, and just despised it, and was really ready to get the heck out of there. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything more to say about this song, because all I would say would be how great it is, which it is. It's very great. Okay, so... On to the last song. On to the last song on... The just official, watery dom- That's right. The official. On just EP. watery domestic. This is shoot the singer and then per- in parentheses one sick verse. That's right. Here we go. Enjoy the clip. Someone took. a clip of uh, Shoot the Singer, One Sick Verse, or just Shoot the Singer. I'm just going to say Shoot the Singer from now on. Um, Let's pull up the lyrics for you. Yes. So it starts It starts immediately with the lyrics. That's right, which is one of the first songs where it comes in one, immediately. One of, and like not many pavement songs even knew that. That's right. <coughs> Excuse me. Podcast. Podcasting. Yes. Your your cough. I'm still recovering from the cold we talked about catching when we did Secret Chiefs 3 as punishment for trying to take on that album. So the one of the so one of the lines in the first verse that really it feels very potent to me is somebody paint painted over paint painted wood. I love that line so much. Which is, you know, it's an unnecessary step. It was already wood. They painted it and then they painted it back to wood. That's right. And it makes me feel... And it, it's sort of like, a, it feels almost like a thing of like going in and out of fashion kind of thing. That's right. And it's also almost, I don't know if it's time specific, but back in the late 70s and early 80s, there was a lot, I remember a lot of wood that was painted to look like wood. Maybe it was like really bad uh, uh, compressor board or particle board that had been painted to look like it had wood grain, even though it didn't really. Like, look over there. This stuff right here that you see to the left of you, that's painted wood. That's not real. That's not really like that. 
Oh, really? Yeah. No, that's not real wood grain. That's painted wood. So imagine someone paint, painting Wait, over that. I didn't actually realize how much painted wood we have in our we house. We have painted wood in our house, dude. It surrounds us. And this is from that era. These, these right. cabinets are from that era. Why? So anyway, I love that okay, line. Okay, yeah. So going off on a bit of a tangent. And then the next line I also really like. It's, and where he stood, no one stands. It's been said he's sitting. Instead of st- he, he's sitting now in the churning land. Ugh. Which... To me, I don't know how accurate this is, but to me, it feels like you know he was in a place. He like he's not he's he's left where he was, and now he's like sort of sitting. He's more settled into, he settled into the churning land. He's setting into a place that's more treacherous and there's oh, more going great. on. That's great. Oh, I love that. And then I mean, even in when we start the chorus, well, I've seen saints, but remember that I forgot to flag them down when they passed. That's so great. Yeah, you know. Oh man, yeah, his lyrics just. Th- this do is a it song that just have has some of the best lyrics I've, I've in any pavement song. This is this used to be my favorite pavement song. I think right now it's in the mouth of the desert. That's great, by the way. But um, but this was my favorite my favorite pavement song for a long time. It just it has such great lyrics and it's so powerful. It's very powerful and I could be wrong, but this is a very accessible song. There's nothing about this song that is, in my opinion, uh, left of center. Like it's it's brilliant and fuzzy, but it's not unaccessible. I, I feel like you could play this song for a lot of people it's, and they would like it. Yeah, you know they have a lot of Pavement has a lot of songs that are a, a very weirder, but but every once in a while you get a song that's just it's straightforward but it's so but whenever they make a straightforward song it's always more powerful it really is and, they, and, it's, and so it's just earnest the song is so earnest because they they always have to they always have to make something special about their song so when they make a song that's straightforward they gotta go and make it super super powerful and great and and i'm right? no i'm way off base with this but i feel like all of that to me is encapsulated in his two lines slow it down song is sacred i feel like that's what he's doing here in the song yeah. in a way right like sl- slowing down the 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 fast pace the craziness of some of the stuff and you know it's a, it's an important yeah. like something important to say or or slowing it down to make it traditional yeah so people can understand it because of how important it is right something like that and musically again we hear the bass is really out front in this in a new yeah. way mark, that's different. mark Eibold really taking the lead that's on right the instrumentals in the song and canberg and and malkmus give us some really great guitar in this one as well there's a really bright sounding guitar and a really fuzzy sounding guitar like they're really playing off each other really well another lyric that i'd like to point out is two lyrics two lyrics actually one is in in the morning light you hold that ashtray tight you could put it out but i can't put it out and that you know you know talking about someone smoking it's their thing sort of i don't have control over that right and um you know something that's sort of important to them that they that they need but i can't i don't have control over that that's right. not like my maybe thing. you can but i can't <laughs> right. right and then oh. and then the, to end the line and in the morning light i'll hold my ashtray tight mm. i i could take it down but you can't. He does that a lot, right? That's one of the things I love. No Means No does this a lot too. But they I, take, No Means No does it. They so take much. these lyrics and and flip them, and they flip them, and that flip, and flip the perspective of them. That's right, and the meaning is there in the difference in the delta between the two. It's how right. they. It's how they. They how they differ is somehow where the importance and the and I and I is. feel like a lot. It's these lines to me have a lot of like to do with like 
how we have control over our own imperfections oh, and yeah. like no no one else can can take things away from us we we have we have control over our own lives but sometimes you know that's hard and and i wonder if there's a hint in that in the way that the song ends with just a refrain of don't expect don't expect don't expect right it just keeps going until the song fades out it's really interesting i like that take and that would this would be the end, uh, the typical end of Watery Domestic, right? This is the end of that four-song EP. Yeah. So after this, we're going to move on to um, what you said, the Watery Sessions. The Watery Sessions, which is not official, but I think that's what they call it on the liner notes of the uh, of Lux and Redux. Yeah. Um, so that's so those are the songs we're going to do. But next. with but without that, just taking for a moment a brief pause to talk about these four songs in themselves, right? Cuz they decided to just release these four. They could have put the I, other three I think out. that was a good decision. I don't I I think I love these other three songs, so but these the other four go songs, together as a testament to to a period of time. Like like I said before, these these four songs are just packed with with so much just quality in them so much quality i think i think adding more to the album would have detracted from that i agree i agree i think that the, well i said album i meant ep ep same thing we can use them interchangeably well or maybe not if we're being technical of course you know this is the internet we're talking to so we'd better be careful right yeah you um, guys are gonna <laughs> we, we, we are already gonna start a session a, a little segment called corrections corner because we've been getting some great corrections every episode so it's time we start taking those seriously i guess yeah. because as we have stated before we don't really know anything so we know some stuff but, but we also know lots we, we of do not a little stuff. we do a little research but we but the thing is we could do more we don't have a lot of time, well, extra the, time to, to be honest that's not the focus of our podcast it's you and me geeking out about the music we love not giving an actual deep dive into the yeah. historical facts of any particular uh, album or artist. And maybe you like that, maybe you don't, but tough luck, tough love. That's what I hear. That's what I mean, if you're say. listening, then you probably enjoy that. Yep. But anyway, we're getting a little too meta. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that that's sort of it. I might have more to say about the whole thing, but I think maybe we should dive into the next song. Me too. So the next song that we're going to play a clip of is Sue Me Jack. So here's your clip of that. I'm on the left, left side My, my silhouette can't be touched Well, you fight, well, you fight Well, you fight, well, I've got rights Tonight, someone's underneath a That was Sumi Jack, which you don't like or well, love. Well, I don't love it. I don't love the more punky thing the stuff. That's right. Honestly, I and know a lot is... of people really love it, especially this song. A lot of the, a lot of the stuff on Slanted, I I really like. Um, I don't I don't love the song. Well, this is not my favorite, and it didn't end up on anything important for a reason. I think. Yeah, the this song sort of just ha- has a very simple. Uh, beat and guitar riff and bass line it does although there's a lot of like kind of crazy squawk behind that they play around yeah but it's it's not a lot there right and there's a lot of uh screaming 
which I like. I have to admit, I like it when Malcolmus unleashes I like, his I like punk the Malcolmus scream, but only when it's in a song that doesn't have a lot of it. Which will have a my favorite instance of it, I think, on the next song. So I, I, I can save my powder for that one. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know that I have a lot to say about this song. It's one that sort of, this one, in, to be honest, does sort of fall through the cracks for me. Whenever I'm listening to these uh, seven tracks... I sometimes skip this one. I can enjoy it, and I really have an appreciation for it, but it's not my best. I mean, it's not my favorite out of all of these tracks. And honestly, I don't have a lot to say about this, so... All right, why don't we just uh, move on to the next track, which I right. do actually have. Me too. I don't know if I have a lot to say about it, but I have a lot of affection for it. So the next track is So Stark, You're a Skyscraper. Here's a clip. I've been That was a clip of So Stark, You're a So Stark, You're a Skyscraper. Now, I have to say, while it doesn't reach this level for me, I do have a bit of a Mandela effect about this song. Like, I, I always could have sworn this was actually on Watery Domestic, and it oh, really? shocked the hell out of me when I realized it wasn't. Because I've, more than Greenlander, which I've never really associated in that sense with it, or Sue Me Jack, this song I just assumed was on it. First of all, because this song is so good, I don't understand why it was never released on a, one of their major releases. This is a really great... That was... Well, okay, we've, we've way surpassed our great I think limit. we just get to throw it to the wind. This song um, is really great. This, End of sentence, this full is stop. so good. I cannot... Th- this is one of the songs that's, that gets a... Not all... Well, actually, well, I can talk about that. This song gets a little punk at certain points. But it begins so melodic, and there's such melodic parts of it. There's some parts where it's talking, there's some parts where it's singing. It all works together in a really nice blend, and it's just really pleasing to the ear. I I can't even with this song. It is just too good for me. I mean, it really. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. This to me, I I don't know why. This is pro- and now that I'm listening to it with you and sitting here talking about it, I think this is probably one of my all-time favorite pavement songs. This song, I don't know why in particular, I don't know if I can articulate it, but it speaks to me in a fundamental way about everything I love about Pavement. The lyrics are not straightforward, but they're 
gorgeous. The way you have this really simple melody, but if you listen closely, you hear these little guitar picks going off in the background that are just perfect. This, I, I know they're very different songs, but this somewhat reminds me of songs like Our Singer or the more ballad-like yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, famous songs. I agree. I agree. Uh, and then, of course, my favorite part about it are the two, I don't know if you call them the chorus, but the one that starts, She Can't Live Beside the Spiral Staircase When the Money's Coming In. And, and then, then and then that one, he does this thing where he goes, he's going up, and then it doesn't, you can't hear him drop, but then suddenly you realize, oh, he's in a lower. No, it's magic. Now. It's magic. We yeah, just I, tried I, to listen to it, and he's singing it really kind of softly, and it feels like the whole thing should go up, continue up the octave, and somehow he drops back down. But you don't hear him drop. <laughs> no, it's amazing. But then it leads, it it, it gets mirrored. At the chorus at the end, which is which he just he does go up continually, and it's I can't live besides the spiral staircase when the money's coming in, and then that one he gra- he goes louder and louder oh, we get until he Malcolm until he's Screech. like destroying his microphone. It's my favorite Malcolm Screech in any song, and I think the reason like I talked about with the last song is this song stays so mellow and melodic that when he screeches, it just adds to it because it adds the emotion to it. It's That's not right. it's not all screeches it's 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 that one yeah it reaches right into my guts and who knows what these lyrics are about but it spiral stairs is mentioned <laughs> you know it says spiral staircase so that's different um but i have to wonder if this isn't a song about like a spiral stairs ex-girlfriend or something that's probably really presumptuous and i'm sure not the case but i've always found it interesting that this song mentions spiral stairs like that's got to be self-referential in some level Maybe not though. Was was he immediately from the uh, from the get go calling himself Spiral Stairs? Yes, he's always been. Re- I right. believe he's always been referenced as Spiral Stairs on all of the albums, not Scott Camberg, uh, or at least early on uh, that was the case. I, I God, this song Parker. I I I could listen to the song like fifty <laughs> times in a row, and I love in the how it ends too. The sort of um, just really kind of playful uh riff with the bada das but, right but it, it but it just the song just escalates it yeah it, it just goes up and up like yeah. it the 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 ending which is just sort of you know that little diddy it, it is more louder they're more loud and just like it, it's like an it feels like an exclamation and sort of just trying to get out your energy you know like that's when right. you scream because you're upset that sort of thing that's right but like more muted they're just trying to like Get it out there. Right, you know? right. And you know and what? And then I'm, it fades out. I'm going to walk it back. This, there's no way this song is about an ex-girlfriend or something like this. This whole song is, a, you know, seems to be about kind of selling your soul to um, to the pursuit of riches and bureaucracy. I mean, to call yeah. it so stark, your skyscraper. Clearly, it's more about that. It was just always interesting to me that it says, interesting to me that it said spiral stairs. Um, I, oh, God, I love this song. I love this song so much. As a matter of fact, the next song we're going to do is one of my favorites, too, in a different way. Um, I just, I just absolutely love it. And I think I want to go listen to it again. We right are now. almost at 45 minutes. We're doing pretty good. Yeah. We got one more song to listen to. Should we and cue then, it up? And then we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, some stuff to talk about. Should we cue it up? Uh, sure. So the next song, one of the shortest, shortest titles we've said so far. Greenlander. Yes. Here it is.
that was our clip for Greenlander. You know, I feel like for this song, and then also for um, those darker skyscraper, for those of you who haven't heard these songs a million times, as I'm sure a lot of you Payment fans may have, um, those two songs I'd recommend going to and listening to the entire thing. Yeah. Because you, you just get amazing feelings from them. Absolutely. And, and you won't be able to experience that at all with um, the, the, clip, short, the right. short clips we can I might stretch you. out the clips a little bit in this one, since it's not going to be our longest episode, but I can't play the whole songs. No. But this song is... Uh, t- what I, one of the things I find most interesting about Greenlander is it, it has a completely different feeling than everything else in these watery sessions. And a lot from different from... Especially early pavement, when, which was recorded. This sounds a little bit like a late pavement song, but even then... It's really it, completely different in so many ways, but it, gorgeous. In such a good way. It, it's like one of the more beautiful... It's beautiful. Uh, Payment songs. And very simple, right? And it's, and it's, or maybe I should say elegant. Maybe it's not, simple's the wrong yeah, word. elegant's a better word. And, it, and ta- it, it has a lot of the things I talked about earlier with one of the songs where it goes into a, like an off-putting um, tone. Yeah, it gets these and discordant then, chords that then resolve. Yes, and then they and they, they settle and resolve. And, it, and it's just so satisfying and refreshing to hear Payment do that. And it just sounds so good. So good. And the lyrics in this are great, too. It's this really great sort of story it, about, you know, like these these people living up in the icy wastes and the superstitions that they have to maintain to just keep hope and keep moving forward with life in these conditions that are incredibly harsh. Oh, yeah. I don't actually know how much I have to say about this song that besides just the, how, how great and beautiful it is. Go seek it out if you can. You can find you all can. these songs on like on Spotify, for instance, under the Slanted and Enchanted Redux, the Lux and Redux. And I'm sure for a lot of these songs, you can just look them up and you can, and you can find the audio for them on YouTube or Probably. anything like that. But even if you're not a Pavement fan, this song, I think, has universal appeal. I would think. I, I, this song I, is, I would have to agree with that it, because of how it, a more straightforward traditional it, and traditional it is. Exactly. Um, well, you guys, that's Watery Sessions. That's Watery Domestic and the Watery Sessions. Thanks for listening to that section of our episode. It's not over, so... Yeah, no, not quite. But um, the, I mean, having gone through all this and talked about it with you, I stand behind my feeling that these are some of the most pavementy pavement songs ever recorded. Yeah, I'd have to stand by that. Which is a ridiculous too. statement, I know. But they but, just but they are just, quintessential. They, they, they hold the heart and spirit, in my opinion, that is pavement. And the reasons why I love pavement can be summed up by these songs. That's right. Excluding Sumi Jack. That's, well, okay. And none of the rough edges have been smoothed away. All of the rough edges are there. And it's those rough edges that cut the parts of me that thrill me the most. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes in the real later pavement, those were sanded off a little bit too much for me to feel as deeply as I do about these songs. There's just an energy and emotion that's in these songs that you don't find in albums like Bright in the Corners or Terror Twilight. Right, as great as those are, and we're definitely going to cover them. And there's at brilliant stuff on there at some point down the road. Years from now, maybe we'll see at our pace. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see We'll see uh, at what frequency, because we want to keep those albums so that we, we don't, we don't want to run out of all our good albums quickly. No, that's true. 
But I'm, I'm going to tell you something, Parks. I'm going to be returning to the well of these songs over and over and over again in my life. I I don't listen to Terror Twilight and Bright in the Corners that often, although I do. I listen to these songs quite often because there's... And again, part of that is just for me, nostalgia from when they came out in my life, and that was formative for me. But it's also just what they represent, what the sound is for pavement, as we've talked about. Um, I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough, and I'm so grateful that these songs are out there. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our dive into Watery Domestic, and if you love these songs as much as we have, I hope you've appreciated our geeking out about them. And if you've never heard these songs, do yourself a favor. Go listen. They don't take long. They're short songs, uh, and they're well worth your time. All right. So now so now we've got the, that part of the episode. You want to do our little... Corrections Corner. We could try. We could see if we can do corrections. So one correction from a couple of albums ago. So, yeah, the one that I want to talk about, because it was a correction um, for me, um, was, I was I believe it was uh, a comment on our Reddit post, right? It's correct. Yes. And someone, I don't I don't remember, I don't have their name. Uh, I don't remember, but thank you, dear listener. Yes. Um, corrected me on the lyric, it's not crystals are pouring out of poor man's pockets the lyric is pistols are pouring out of nope pistols are pointing, pointing right P- pistols are pointing out of poor man's pockets um they wrote like a whole like pretty much essay about that which about was fantastic that one lyric. by the way yeah it was, it great. was great we really enjoyed reading it yeah that was so great. to you listener if you're listening to this episode thanks for that we uh thoroughly enjoyed your comment that's right that same listener i think also pointed out to us that the ending that Beck puts on that album, the surprise little secret song might have been a throwback or a call out to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which I think does make sense, which does a similar, not the same thing, but has a, a little hidden track at the end. Um, and then last week, we got a couple corrections. One important one, I think, from uh, Mike Benowitz, the artist behind the Secret Chiefs 3, who worked intimately with Trey, although he will be the first to admit that it would be impossible for him to explicate all of the meaning behind all the songs. But we had talked about the Traditionalists, one of the bands of Secret Chiefs 3, or one of the f- configurations of Secret Chiefs 3, being a uh, kind of Western music-themed, like cowboy-themed, and that's not it at all. They are a soundtrack-themed album. And they have a lot of Western songs, that's probably why we On thought. that album in particular, yeah. but not necessarily on future releases or subsequent releases. Right, so... Um... That's where we got that part wrong. That's right. But uh, do you have any more, or is that it? For no, I think that's it for now. But now that I know this is an official segment, we'll be keeping track of them. So if you've got any well actuallys or corrections for us, you know, tweet it at us. Yep, and, Reddit us and email. Yeah, we do have an email. Let's give all our our handles here. So we're at indie bandwidth on Twitter. We're indie bandwidth at gmail dot com. And then on Reddit, you know, if you're in any one of the Reddit threads where I'm posting about it, or Facebook threads where I'm posting about it, feel free to talk about it there. Uh, I don't really think we need to be anywhere else at this point. Yeah. So, I guess know. that's it, everybody. Yeah, and also, share share your opinions on uh, Watery Domestic. We'd love to hear them. Oh, please. I really want to know how this album has hit you. And, and if you've been introduced to it the first time, of course, I'd love to hear that. But my feeling is, probably for most of you listening, this is not your first exposure to this album. And, uh, of course, our, our last little uh, community involvement thing that we're, we're that, s- that I'd like to keep going. We still need a tagline. We, we do need an outro. Gotta so. have a way to end the podcast. <laughs> we don't have one. We, we don't, don't have an outro. Don't, so Don't have one yet. We, we would like, we would like uh, if any of you have any ideas or suggestions. Please. It would be greatly appreciated. Please, because otherwise they're all going to keep ending like this, and we cannot we, keep we just ending sort of, like we this, just Daniel. Sort of fizzle, we Daniel, just, we can't keep ending like who's this. Who's Daniel? I don't know. I want to know who Daniel is. <laughs>
stay tuned next week where we find out who Daniel is. We reveal Daniel. Anyway, everybody. uh, Okay. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you've enjoyed this EP. Go back and listen to the whole thing right now. Turn off this podcast if you're a Pavement fan and go back and listen to that entire EP and right now. if you're now. not a Pavement fan... Do it anyway. We have more incentive for you to do that because right. I assume a lot of our Pavement fans have probably heard this many times. And I don't think we're ready to commit to what our next um, episode is no. going to be about, but we'll probably stay Pavement adjacent as part of our plan. But we'll see. We'll see. So stay tuned. We'll probably announce more about that on Twitter. But we've enjoyed having you around with us for this almost full hour on this EP. That's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, we're at 33 minutes. Uh, 53. 53 minutes. But we haven't added, we haven't added in the... Um, no, it's not too much to take out. Um, anyway. We haven't added in oh, that's right, the, the songs. Song. So, so this will be about an hour. I think it, yeah, it'll probably be about an hour. I'm going to nail it. One hour exactly. I, I doubt it. I, I feel like we're going on too long now. So I would agree. Th- th- thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>